Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. You're listening to the Modern Coach Podcast, episode number 24, How to 14X Your Revenue in Less Than 12 Months with Chrissy Moran. Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and you're about to learn the new way that coaches are building thriving businesses online by rising out from the shadows, owning who they are, and finally understanding the business of coaching. Get ready, because this is where we shed the old age thinking of coaches everywhere and say yes to owning a happy, healthy business that not only impacts people everywhere, but gives you the freedom to do what you want, when you want. This is the Modern Coach Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is very, very special because I have one of my favorite people on here. And Christy, I think you are the first official interview that we are having on the show ever. How exciting. Right? So uh, welcome. I'm excited to be sharing Christy's magic with you. I'm excited to be talking about creativity and working with perhaps not a B2B customer, but a B2C customer too. And I'm excited to just essentially share your journey today. So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what you do and who you help. So I'm Chrissy. Um, I'm an author, but I also sell my business is selling ideas for books to other authors, which sounds a bit bizarre. Um, but sometimes when you're trying to write the next book, you can't think of what to write. So we we help with ideas and then we help to outline them and plot them for the authors to help them to write a lot faster and get more books released and therefore more profit then. Love it. So yeah, it's an interesting one because Chrissy sort of does work with people who have just dreamed, they're not doing it as a business, they're doing it necessarily as a hobby, yeah. but also there's a whole other branch of your business that is essentially authors who are doing it for profit, right? Yeah, and I was actually talking to this um, an author this morning about exactly the same thing, that um, when you your mindset changes from a hobby author to, I want to make this my business, and what changes you need to make in your day-to-day life to accommodate that and how to achieve that. So we were having that discussion, and it is it took me a long time to make that decision as an author it was just for fun. I wanted people just to read my words. And then it was like, actually, I can make some money here. And that's when I changed my mindset for authoring. Um, and it's just helping people to realize that. I love it. So what were the things? What were the, what were the tiny tweaks? Well, I actually, <laughs> I actually set up a promotional calendar. And um, I went with the company and did a lot of promotions and I noticed that it was bringing in more customers, but it wasn't just promotions to sell my book. It was promotions of getting people onto my list and using that. And that was a really big way of making more money because there was more people who were seeing my books from my newsletters that I was regularly sending out at the time. Um, and I was like, okay, so if I spend a bit of money on promotion, then I'm going to get more money coming in and then there was Facebook ads as well and Amazon ads actually um that were going on in the background but you sometimes you need to make the money 
to be able to put the money back in. Mm. Which usually you have to have the money first to get the money back out. So it was it was a bit of a mind shift set. So what what was that biggest change in you and in your mindset going from that, you know, I'm just doing it as a hobby, I whatever, I'm doing it in my front room, like after work, to do you know what I am gonna take a bet on myself and invest? Because I feel like that's how what it feels like, right? It feels a yeah, little no, bit like we're definitely. gambling, you know? Yeah, no, and I think I think it was because I was starting, I had actually changed a different pen name. It was a, the launch of a new pen name. I've been invited to go into um, a 12-month um, release series. So we were releasing for every holiday in America. Um, and I was like, okay, 10K words, that'd be easy to write. Um, and I noticed after the, when I got to the third one, that there was a lot more traction and I'm thinking okay so I was talking to somebody and went okay I've got getting more traction now how can I take that to the next level because the money was coming in therefore I had the money to spend mm. to do the promotions um and that kind of increased that part of it as well oh I love it so what I'm hearing there is that you saw the the essentially business even though we were not really thinking of it as a business but it was right the business take off and instead of thinking to yourself, you know what, I can't make it or whatever, this is a fluke, you were like, actually, let me just, like, let me take this moment. And what I've heard is you asked for advice from someone you trusted. Yeah. And two, you were like, you know what, actually, I'm going to test the waters a little bit here and sort of take it step by step. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. And also, um, one of the things I did around the same time was I had um, a lady who she would post for me and do like, she would promote my books because she was one of my beta readers, my alpha reader. Um, but what she did was I gave her the promotional, the promotions that I wanted for the month and she would sign up them for me, which freed me up to do more writing because one of the ways of making money doing writing books is to regularly release. And that's what I wasn't doing in my previous pen name, even though I have a lot of, I still sell a lot of books on that pen name, but she took that part away from me so that I wasn't spending all my time booking the promotions, giving me mm. more time to write more books ready for her to promote those as well. So that helped me too. Here's a question that you might not know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you know how many books you've sold thus far? Give or take. Oh, I actually had it open yesterday. Um, no, I was looking for, I was looking for how many books I'd sold, how many of a particular book I sold, and it brought up all time. And then I asked for all time under that one pen name. So it was, I, but I can't remember what it was. I didn't actually look at it. I was oh, we're talking like two thousand books, five thousand books, five hundred thousand. What's ish? I think well, on that pen name, I think it was like twenty thousand or something. Love it. Um, and that's not the pen name that I would have the most books under. Oh, oh, oh! So. That's how did that feel like having twenty thousand people just under one pen name right and i know that you have several i don't yeah. even know how many pen names you have but there's quite I a few know either. <laughs> there's a lot of them yeah. about five okay so five pen names if we if we multiply 20 by five yeah. and that's a gen like a generously low estimate that's quite a lot of books it is a lot of books but i've released about 80 books in total so or more so um yeah but I write short books they're not a hundred thousand words they're quite short mm. um so it is quite a lot and 
how does that feel like when you first get that I mean I, I would equate it to like the first subscriber or like the, your first I don't know coaching sale yeah. like what how does that feel when people when you are coming up to you and saying to you Christy like teach me I know that you're you're so successful you know help me help me do the same thing it you know me well I suffered an awful lot with imposter syndrome and I feel like I'm getting a little bit better with that um, because I'm helping more people now. So now they're coming to me and asking me questions and, oh, can you help me with this? And can you help me with that? And um, I find that actually, yeah, I can help you. I do know, I've released this many books. I do know kind of what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, I think it's just being able to impart my knowledge on them to help them makes me feel amazing for them to have a sale that goes really well because of something that they asked me to help them with. When did you start selling the concepts or when was the first seeding of that idea? You know, it's it's time for us to, yeah. okay. there's something here, you know, because that's a, that's a wacky idea if I ever it heard is, it. It is a wacky idea and I didn't think of it first. I, if I had, I would be delighted. Um, but I, I'm in a couple of groups and somebody had mentioned plotting and I'm a pantser, which means I don't plot. I don't, I just sit down, I know where the book is starting, I know where it's ending, and I just fill the rest in. And the characters just take you in different directions, but you always end up where you want to go. Um, and that was fine, because that's I like. I write from the start to the end, and I don't go back until I finished. But somebody had said plotting, so I said, you know what, I'm going to plot, I did teenage kids books, so I said, right, I need to plot them out, they're a bit of a mystery, it's a bit different. So I went to this lady, she had a course, I did the course, and um, I was like, yeah, I can't do that. By the time I've written out the plot, I might as well have written the book, was what I was thinking. So then another lady said, um, I was talking to another friend, and she said to me, um, oh, I'm going to go and work for this lady, and we're going to sell concepts. For she does different, the way that the, the first lady does it is different to the way I do it. But she said, and then we're selling them to the customers, and I'm like, oh, that's a really sweet idea. So I went in, and I bought a couple, and then I was like, oh, this is really good. Then somebody else set up a company. And I bought them from her. She hired new people and I wasn't getting them for six months. And I was like, okay, that's a long time to wait. You know, I'm really excited about this. I want to write it. So I was talking to a colleague of mine who also from this one particular person wasn't getting their outline. So we said, oh, we can do better than that. So we both that night wrote out an outline for a plot. And then we swapped and we commented on them. And we were like, yeah, we can do this. And that was it. So we just set it up. Um, we've been doing it since for three years. It's my going into my fourth year. Um, and she, the lady I started up with, after the first month said to me, I think I need to leave. I can't keep up with all the work. It was horrendously busy, which was great. I was really enjoying it. And then after <laughs> left, know, the, the demand was just too much for us. Too much. So she left. So I was all on my own then after two months from the start, which frightened the life out of me because I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know these people. How do I promote? And we'd set up a group and people just kept inviting their friends in and buying. And then it got too much that I couldn't do all the work myself. So I hired one or two people to help me. And then I hired more and then I hired more. Um, and like I was doing that as well as my job my day job so it was very difficult to find the time to write all these outlines and plots because they can take an hour or two hours depending on how long they are to do every time what is your job Chrissy <laughs> I'm a pharmacy technician so I work in the dispensary in a pharmacy 
Isn't that the most insane thing that you guys have ever heard? Like genuinely, this always blows my mind. When I, when like we were working for a little, a little while together and then you were like, oh yeah, I work in a pharmacy. And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> I always wanted to be a pharmacist when I was at school. Um, and I got a place in uh, a college in, in Bristol, in England. Um, but I won a competition to go to New York, uh, to America. So I went and the plane was delayed and I couldn't take my exam. I had, there was an entrance interview and stuff like that. So I missed it. So they said, oh, well, hold your place for next year. And I started earning money and I was like, no, I'm not going back to college. <laughs> so for me, it was like, I, I always say I'm living the dream because this is what I always wanted to do when I was when I was younger. And I did my work experience at school in pharmacies and stuff. So amazing. Full circle. It's taken me a long time to get there. But yeah, it was full circle. So fascinating. So, okay, this is just a side note, because I think sometimes there is this whole myth in the entrepreneurship world that you can't do the thing that you wanted to do, as in you can't be a nine to fiver and, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And therefore then come back home and run a successful business. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of a fallacy. You know, you you don't have to, like, I just literally just recorded a, a training for SCA called the nine to five escape plan as the side yeah. note. And I was talking about this like idea and specifically in the coaching world where you have to like eat beans and give up all of your money and, yeah. you know, have the struggle, eat shit on the floor moment in yeah. order to then potentially, you know, finally have a breakthrough. And I just don't think that's the case. And I think your story specifically is such a, great example of that that you like you can still do the thing that you love doing yeah and you know should you choose to then pare down your days and whatever blah 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 and yeah. eventually retire from that then well, great that, you know you're gonna I suppose you have if you have that goal in mind then it's always something you're gonna be working towards um I think it is different to like we call them side hustles but it is different to run your own business when you're already working for somebody else because you know, your business doesn't always get the priority that it wants because you're asked to work extra, somebody's off sick and you do it and your business does get put to one side. And it's a lot of hours because you then have to run your business when you come home from work, mm-hmm. you know, or on your days off at the weekends. And, you know, that takes up a lot of your your own private time. Um, so you have to be really, um, you really want to do it. You You need to be the person who's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And as long, I think as long as you have the goal in mind that you want to do it full time, then you will eventually get there. Some people get there quicker, some people don't. But very true. Like I, I put down hours. I wouldn't have been able to do that um, before. So for me, you know, I'm on my goal. I'm on my way to my goal. So love it. So would you say that that was the thing that you were struggling the most with when we started working together, or was it something else? I think for me, one of like, I thought I was earning, bringing in great money. Um, and I suppose at one point I was when it was just me because I wasn't paying anybody else to do it. But then I started paying people and I'm like, okay, the money's not as much. And then it was just really difficult to get sales. And I don't know whether it was my mindset was in the wrong place because it wasn't my priority. Um, and therefore, I suppose the customers kind of, you know, there was no continuity. I was posting one day, not for two days, because my mind was drying up under the pressure of trying to keep it going. And that's when I think we had a conversation about hiring more people mm. and, and and doing that. So for me, I think the biggest struggle at the time was it was very inconsistent with the money coming in. And a lot of that is probably due to my inconsistency with business. Um 
but yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's completely changed the way my business is run, you know. Yeah, but like, here's the question too, though. Like, is it that you were inconsistent or is it that there was no consistent marketing system in place? Both. Definitely there's no consistent marketing. Um, <clears throat> like, we, we post at a certain time every day. And you know me, I we're very consistent. We do it every single Monday to Friday, every single day. Back then, that wasn't happening. And I would get up some days and think, oh, I need to post. What am I going to post today? And I'd be like, mm, I don't know what I'm going to post. Well, I might do a sale. And then just, you know, and then nobody turns up because you don't tell them there's a sale. So, yeah, there was. I definitely didn't have any marketing in place. And how does that affect your mindset? You know, like when we, uh, let's say you started this business, it was super successful at the beginning, right? You didn't really have support. You maybe hired a few people and then it sort of started to, to dwindle right what was it in you that said you know what I need to fix this or I need to figure out a way um I suppose it's similar to a mindset shift with the author business you know is that I really enjoyed doing the work I really enjoyed writing the outlines but I really enjoyed people coming back and telling me how much they enjoyed them and how much it helps them you know some authors write back and and they're like oh my god this is amazing I can't wait to start writing this and it's great feedback to get and you actually kind of build on the buzz of them um and for me it was like okay I either stop and give it up or I try and make them do something with it and that's when I sat down and I kind of thought right I need some help with this because I'm not a business person I've always worked for other people and I've helped them with their marketing or them with their, whatever they want but I've never done that for myself. And it's the same in my author business that I don't, marketing is not my forte. So it's where I would fall down in the writing side, mm. in the marketing of the books. So for me, it was like, well, do I just let it dwindle off like my first pen name or do I do something about it? And what does that process look like? You know, like doing something about it. Do we look at workshops? Do we get on 20 sales calls with different coaches? Do we, what do we do, you know? What did that look like for you specifically? Well, I actually didn't know what it looked like because I didn't know how I was going to make the transition. I knew there was a transition that needed to be made. Um, somebody had given me this little app on my phone that every time I made sales, I put it in, or at the end of the day, I put in how many sales I made that day of different products that I was selling um, because I didn't know how much money I was bringing in. And so I started doing that and I'm like, okay, this number's getting bigger every month. Like hmm. it's time to make that decision. So then I was like, okay, well, the person who gave me the um the little app, I went, I went to look at them and I know them very well. And I've done some courses with them and stuff and been in their groups. But their their offering that they they have for kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching is extremely expensive. So I was like, no, can't do that. Um, I'm not ready to invest yet. And then um, I um, had a look around, see what else was going on. Um, looked at quite a few different, but I didn't know what I was looking for. Mm. Um, and I did, I don't know how I came across your advert or post about TikTok course. Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God, is that how? Oh, uh, yeah, so that's when I, I saw the TikTok and I, I am a mad TikTok fan. I don't create anything and I'm thinking, 
I need to do that for my business. This is really kicking off. This is what I need to do. So I signed up for the course and then I was like two days in, oh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> but I, I just watched everybody else's what they were doing and then I'm like, okay, that was really stupid. Um, and I think you sent an email or something and I was like, I really liked your mannerisms and on the TikTok videos that you were doing, you know, the course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I could really connect with that. And it was like, some people are just like so over the top and they don't think about your business being different to everybody else's. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It is a little bit of a different business. So that's where I kind of, that's where I stopped. I thought, okay, I'm going to speak to you and see what happens. And then it was like, okay, how do, how do I fund this? Well, mm-hmm. I need to sell more. Sell more. Yeah. A hundred percent. I asked that question because I think sometimes we think that looking for a coach, right? It almost feels like, you know, you should wake up one day and you get this feeling like a lightning bolt strikes and she is the one or he is the one. And I think that's such a fallacy. And I'm always fascinated to hear not only like how people find me, but where is it that, what are the connection points that people are looking for? Because I think as people are listening, right, and they're thinking about their own marketing, those tidbits always help me figure out how to market myself and how to, you know, essentially present myself as the human I am offline, right, online too. Um, So thank you for sharing that. I know it's a difficult question to answer sometimes, like how do you shop for a coach? Well, yeah, and no, I think it's a really good question because um, I do remember actually, I did speak to another lady months and months before that. She was, it was all about, it's going to cost this much are you able to fund it and I was like that's something I have to decide after we finish the conversation but there was no I don't know for her it was just business but I felt with you it was more personal you gave yeah. that kind of approach which for me that's what I like so you have to jail with somebody because it's not going to work otherwise definitely and I think that you know the the intention that I have whenever I do anything and any other like whatever container and I think this is why we align so well because I think this is exactly what's at the heart of your business too it's like how can we put the customer first yeah coming from that place of you know what I'm waiting for an outline for six months this doesn't feel good I'm excited like this is a great idea but I can do it so much better and how many incredible businesses start that way like okay this has legs but actually I can see my own unique spin on it yeah and I think the way that you've built this business has really, you know, not only have you sped ahead of all of your competition, but the fact that you've been able to go from a team of like one to yeah. a team of, is it what, 10, 12? I don't even know how many people we have. Sorry? 16. 16. Okay. See, this is the number always rises. We're a team of two to a team of 16. Yeah. And like a, like a full-time person who's helping you run this thing is just incredible. Yeah. It's, it doesn't feel real some days. <laughs> I'm like, it's my business. Right. And that's all happened within, what, a year? Yeah. Yeah, it has. When I look at, I know we go through figures and things, and when you look at what I did the previous year, like this year we've already outdone last the full whole of last year, mm. which is amazing to think, you know, and to think of what I was doing before I, I kind of started this to what I'm doing now, it just... I just don't believe it sometimes. Yeah, I think we looked at the figures what, what, a few days ago and you were like, 
yeah, you know, this week wasn't a great week, but I've made more money <laughs> this week than I did all of last year or last month. So yeah, I think it's a pretty good week. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I suppose your levels change, don't they? And what you know, what your your benchmarks are, I suppose. Right. And I think, you know, that that comes with the perseverance and the uncomfortable conversations of I'm willing to look at my numbers and my money and I'm willing to be coachable and open. And if there is one thing that makes you like the dream client for any coach ever, is that you are super open. And even though you'll sit there and be like, I really don't want to do this, I'm like, you're gonna have to. <laughs> I do and I do that regularly if I'm not feeling up to it right and I think you know sometimes it's that it's that finding the cadence right of doing the uncomfortable things that are going to push your business forward but also looking at how can we improve this customer journey because I think the real problem I would say last year when we started working together at the beginning of the accelerator was that like there was yeah there was no consistency right I feel like we can both agree on that, but also there was just no real customer, like there was no automation and no customer journey and no like thought as to what's the journey the customer takes, even though the customer has always been your number one priority from like price to profit to everything else. And I think that part of that is because when, when we started up, I really didn't think it was going to be that successful so quickly. Hmm. So like we were posting for like within an hour, eight to nine, whatever. And four were selling. And four doesn't sound great, but four was good mm. every day of the week. And it was like, okay, this is like, what's going on here? But then because I had, I was doing the work on my own, I didn't have time to look at a, the customer journey. All I needed to know at that point was, okay, I've done it. How do I get it to them? And it wasn't about the whole, you know, the, the rest of the stuff that goes with that to make it a, a better journey. And um, I know one of the things that you talked to me about, I don't know if it was last year or, probably actually the beginning of this year. Um, and it's to do with that, you know, we're waiting six months for a concept and then they were waiting for three months when I was doing it on my own. And then I think I said to you, oh, you know, max two months. And you're like, no, two weeks. And I'm like, okay, we're compromising a month. And so now it's a point that I say to the, the concept writers when I bring them on that it has to be turned around within four weeks. I'm going to change it, but at the moment it's four weeks, so... You know, that's a big change for the customer journey. Really. Mm. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah, you were like, that's not possible. And I was like, we're going to make it possible. And I think I was quiet for a while and went, really? You want me to change it? Okay. So now that's going to work. Because I think here is the other thing that is not obvious about this conversation is that these are not high ticket items. Like, I know, you know, I'm a high ticket, you know, girl through and through, like have your clients, the luxury offer, blah, 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 blah. Like I really do, I will die on that hill. But with your business and the reason, the reason I love being a coach is that it's a a completely different business model to let's say, you know, talk to someone on Facebook, sell them a 5k thing. Um, there you know when I think when we started the concepts were like 37 yeah they were now yeah 37 37 maybe they were a little bit less though started for 25 you see when I was doing them on my own and then they went up a little bit yeah because I think when we were talking and I was like you're selling them for how much and these people are writing a full book from this and you were like yeah but you know it's super competitive with the rest of the people and I think that's a really interesting angle to look at it from as well is that okay, well, if the industry is doing this, do we compete on price 
or do we find to compete on something else because you can be the cheapest for sure but do you want to be the cheapest and is that the type of customer you want to be attracting you know yeah no it's not um and we're not the cheapest anymore Mm. (laughs) um there are other companies coming in and they're a lot cheaper um and i think for me it's it is about the consistency though and what i'm finding is that authors are coming back and requesting the same concept writer that they had before so you know they can buy the pre-made stuff and we can outline it but then they come back with custom work and Mm. they want to use those outliners because they like their style um and you know obviously customs are more expensive but they get they know what they're getting it's a consistency that they get I love it. And I think it's a really valuable thing to uh, talk about is that, you know, sell more things to more people and you'll make more money is the age old sage advice. And I think with your business, this has never been truer in that, you know, instead of thinking, how can we, how can we sell more to more people? Like where do we find the people to fill up the group or whatever, which I think you've done a great job. I think when we met your group was at like 300 people. Yeah. Yeah. If that, you know, and then I think cut a year and it's 1,300, I want to say. Yeah, that's about right. It's a pretty good growth spurt for an yeah. organic only yeah. business, you know, like you're not running ads, you're not promote, you're no, not really. I'm not really to promote outside the group. And I had said, I remember saying that, you know, it's like, it's like that movie is it the, the maze where you have this wall or diverging where you have this wall around the city. And I just want to get over it. I want to go and I want to get to people who don't know who we are and don't know who I am and don't know what my group is all about to try and get them to come in. So a lot of the people that we get in now is other people telling them to join the group. So a lot of the authors who've been with me for a while regularly bring in authors. And we get new authors coming in and we get huge authors coming in and buying stuff and then asking questions. And, you know, at first it was like, oh, my goodness this person wants to speak to me you know and it was like really scary um but now it's my business I know all about it I can talk to you about anything you want so I remember that Voxer message oh my god Alisa you will never believe this author she's like you probably don't even know who she is but this person is like a superstar in this industry yeah Yeah. and how does that how does that make you feel you know that these big big authors are coming to you like it is scary because you're like oh my god they're going to write a book from one of these and they're going to publish it and oh my god you know it is really scary and I do shuffle around who does their work to make sure they're getting the best quality um and but they're just so happy I have a really big author in at the moment and she said to me I don't know if I use the outlines I want the outlines but I don't know if I use them like everybody else she said it's just that I just can't think at the moment what to be writing and these help me and I said but that's a lot of people don't. They're just there as triggers to help point mm. you in the right direction. And if you get a bit wayward, you can have a look at the outline kind of thing. And she came back to me after the first one and said, it's really changed my way of writing. And I'm like, fantastic. If it oh. makes it easier. But it doesn't, like, even the big authors have problems sometimes with their creativity and, you know, what to write next. So why can't they come to people like me and, and get something that helps them? I love it. I love it because I think it parallels to every single industry out there that like everyone needs help, no matter how 
quote unquote big you are like I would say that you're a big author in your in your space yeah. even though you don't necessarily talk about yourself like Chrissy has done book launches and conferences and crazy incredible things right the way that you're talking is like all these big authors like you're part of that gang but it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about in that we don't usually see ourselves in the way that other people perceive us yeah absolutely no we don't and you know this is the whole imposter syndrome again um you know I sometimes wonder why people talk to me or come to me who am I to to give them this advice um and then when I'm talking to them and I'm answering their question I'm thinking actually I do know what they're talking about um and I'm not afraid to ask for advice myself. If I'm stuck with something in my writing or marketing, I'll go to the person who I can speak to about that. Mm. And, you know, I'm just happy to, to to be there if people have any questions like that. And everybody, doesn't matter whether you're new or old at this, will have a question about something. So true. So, so true. So what was the biggest shift in terms of imposter syndrome, in terms of not feeling it quite as much or getting over it? For my writing or the business? For the business. business. Let's focus on the business for a moment. For the business, um, it's still there. It's not as much as it was. And I think that a lot of that is um, financial. Obviously, the money coming in. um, You look at those figures. And I didn't look at my figures. This was another battle that we had because I didn't look at my figures and I didn't know what they were. And I think... I remember doing them and I was like, oh my God, are they my figures? Like, did I put an extra zero on? What's going on? And um, it was, for me, it was like, yeah, this, this is your business. This is what you can do. And I kind of thought to myself, I'm doing it right. I, I'm doing something right. I know, I know what I'm doing. And yeah, I do. I, and then it was, I, I believed in myself a lot more at that point for sure and when the big authors came in and asked me questions I really I thought hey I'm not an imposter in this world <laughs> Love it. so it's like an evidence gathering process I mean let's talk about the figures for a second because I think there is this other myth in in the creative space particularly when we are in the author world right or in any you know artistry side niche yeah I think there is this whole idea that you can't be profitable and be creative you sort of have to martyr yourself almost right to to help all of these struggling other authors right yeah so talk to me how much money how much money were we making before we started working together I think I was very excited if I earned a thousand a month like that was my aim I worked my way up to a thousand a month revenue Mm -hmm. this is and when I got to that, I was really excited. I think that's when I started looking, well, but that's when we got it together, I think a little bit after that, and it started going back down. Um, and I was trying and trying and trying to get it up to 1,000. Um, and I thought that, I think that was kind of the point I was at when I decided that I needed a bit of help. Yeah. And do you remember what you made the first month we started working together, like when you got into the accelerator? I think it was, was it 1,500 or 2,000 or something? I think so. I think it was either, I don't remember off the top of my head either. I should have probably looked at the figures. But then what happened, so here's an interesting story. Like that sounds great, right? Okay, well we went from, I think, I remember you were at $700 before, like the month that we started working together. I remember it was like six, three something. Yeah. And I remember it was, 
it was double that the month that we started working together and then the month after that what happened it went right down again it went right down again and I think this is something that no one talks about in this industry no and but you know what it was very scary because you know obviously when you take on a coach there's a financial implication as well Mm. and it just went down I'm like oh my god what am I doing why have I done this (laughs) and it frightened me Mm -hmm. um but yeah we got it back up again thankfully um but it it does happen and like you were saying to me okay well let's look at it how can we make this grow and I think for me potentially because it's happened before and again that I maybe took my foot off the pedal a little bit because I was basking in the glory of doubling my money (laughs) not thinking about the follow that month that was then happening what I could do to thinking oh yeah this is great it's just going to come in it's just going to come in I don't need to do anything and of course that wasn't the case but it was the best kick up the backside that I got I think yeah and like you know that I think that's a really I think it's a common story too like with other people that are in my circle where we we talk about situations obviously in 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 very uh non sort of non-identifying terms of what's happening with clients right and I think when I first started coaching and that situation happened with someone else. I was like, this is really like, I, I knew where it had got come yeah. from because to be honest, when I first hired my like first coach that happened to me, I was like, I made all the money first month. And then the second month I like sabotaged myself. I was like, this can't be possible. This da, 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 this isn't real. This isn't true. Like this is a fluke and all of this like can of worms opens up and it forces you to really like have that dark night of the soul moment and I think that this is the difference right on where it doesn't matter whether you're in a one-to-one container in a group container in in I don't know box or only however the the information is being given to you I think the difference that makes people successful is how do you process that moment and are you willing to then look at it and to decide that you know what no this is not going to be my story yeah absolutely I think if I if I had done that on my own for two months even, I would have just finished what I was doing and walked away. Because I would, I, and I think I, I would sabotage it myself. And I'd feel that I really am not made up for this. I just, I'm not a business person. What am I doing? And I would have just walked away. So it was a big change for me. And it certainly kicked me in the backside and made me realize that no, this is what I want to do. Um, yes, I will have bad weeks and bad months, but I have to learn why did I have them. I think that's the key thing. Definitely. Well, I think you've grown so much though since month two. Like, yeah. I, oh, do you remember? I remember that actually. We had a VIP day, and the VIP day I planned something completely different for the VIP day, and then we talked about money. And Christy was like, "I just don't look at it." And I was like, "What yeah. do you mean you don't look at it?" <laughs> tell me your numbers and you were like well I've been telling you this number but there are other places that the money's coming in from there is like this pen name and then there's this app and then there's this this and then obviously I'm not thinking I'm not talking to you about like my side ghostwriting business and like this affiliate marketing thing that I do and I'm sat there thinking to myself okay I'm gonna have to scrap this whole plan for this VIP day dang like <laughs> we have to focus on this you now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so how much money are we making on average every month well 
we average between I think eight and ten um thousand a month and some months a little bit more now is that for all of the things that you do Chrissy or is that no, sorry that's just for the concept business because <laughs> I think that's the thing that we don't talk about right it's no, the so funny so funny actually because I remember having that conversation with you in that month too where you basically made I don't even remember how much it was like you dropped again right in the concept writing business and I mean it was like under a grand it wasn't like you'd made no dollars right but I remember we had this conversation about I think you manifested some sort of like $500 thing and then your boss at work gave you a Tiffany necklace and like all of the money came in in different ways yeah it did and I think that's also an interesting thing to talk about like okay you're building this 100k business and like when we mapped the figures you were like not only have I I've made more money coming up to I think it was March you were like you'd already surpassed your goal of last year I think it was it was ridiculous like March but yeah we did it was and you were like oh my god I I have a 100k business like That was the, you had said to me that to make that my goal and I'm like oh my god this woman's gone mad like how am I going to do this like I do not have I'm only making a grand or whatever it was at the time and then when we looked at when I looked at the figures like I was supposed to do ages ago I was like oh my god but then do you remember what happened after that so we we had you are on target for 100k I'm like oh my god I'm on target for 100 grand and then next month it just went because like the first or the second month or third month I took my foot off the gas and I was like I'm gonna make this this is gonna be me and then it was like oh I have to work for it oh damn I forgot to do something this month and I didn't do the consistency and everything else that I needed to do and you know yes but I think that the interesting caveat here is that like how much does the system make uh, make a difference in that your like bad month I think it was like a seven grand month and you hadn't made seven grand in six months you know it was like always 10 or it yeah. was always 11 or it was like 12 or it was like maybe nine eight right so you're ba- yeah. you were like this is terrible this is this is this is it it's yeah. all collapsing and I'm like you've just made seven grand <laughs> okay it's three grand less than what you normally make yeah like yeah it is and the numbers do make a difference when you when you say the numbers of course but for me, my mindset goes that you, you're not able to do this. And that's when the imposter starts coming in and we have to kick him back out the door. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, you know, and you made me realize that when I looked at the figures and I went, actually, yeah, they're really good figures too. Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that you've been able to like run a team, yeah, right, and run a tight ship and, and innovate your systems and look at the workflows and look at how to make it faster, better, easier for your customer. It also makes a huge difference. And isn't it fascinating how like new level, same devil is something that I heard Denise Duffield Thomas say a few, four or five years ago. And I was like, isn't that true? Because I remember being in different profit points in my business and we all typically go through cycles, right? Until we essentially break that cycle. And I bet you next time we look at your figures in that entirety, like under the hood, you're not gonna do that again because you were like, oh, this is this has happened and I'm more aware of it, right? Once it happens, it gives you the momentum to move forward. Second time it happens, typically, I find it's like the dark night souls of the soul moment where you're like, actually, you know what? Next time I look at my figures, I know for a fact that I need to put an action place in place, in, yeah. in place so that I don't take my foot off the gas. Yes. But that's like, um, 
in August, you know, I, I said to you, oh, it's a very quiet month, which actually it wasn't. But, you know, it's quiet and this is what's happening in the schools, the people on holiday and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the, the best piece of advice you gave me was to write down what I thought had gone wrong or what, why we didn't sell very much and plan for it for next year which I would just every every year say, oh, it's August, I'm not going to make much this month, you know, but at least this way I can plan ahead and do something else in the month of August. Definitely. Mm. I love it. Yeah. So what's been the toughest part of going through the Accelerator program? For me, time. Okay. Um. Time is a problem for me, obviously, with working as well and running the business and the other side things that we didn't talk about. So. <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of side things. It's like the quintessential <laughs> some creative. <laughs> some of them are small and some of them are very big. Um, so time was a problem trying to keep up with the weekly calls on time and doing the work that was needed. Um, I always think of my business being completely different to everybody else's, which everybody probably thinks, but it's not about selling coaching or um you know like you said the high ticket offers and all those kind of things so I sometimes I find it hard to go into these programs with my business in mind um but we've kind of gone through that because I think I think you were the same in that you had to learn a lot more about my business before we kind of clicked it right what we needed Mm -hmm. to do um but also there's a lot of things I just I just don't do when I go through the courses. <laughs> I try and do them and I'm like, no, I can't do that because my business is different. I can't do that. And that's my own fault. Um, but I, I do go back and reread things when I need to. Well, thank you for your honesty there. I think that's 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 very, you know, it's so true though, so many different programs. Like I think a lot of people think you have to sign up and then you have to implement everything that yeah. your coach says. I'm like, what are the five percent things that you can take from what I teach you and how can you implement them and I think the reality is is that your five percent was probably the latter end of the accelerator which is like the customer journey the processes which essentially helped you go from seven hundred dollar months to 10k dollar months right yeah and then it's I think it's the process of refining so what has been beyond the financial success because I think it's an interesting the reason I like to talk about figures is I like to make it very, um, very specific for people to see yeah. where, like, if they pick an offer, if they pick a platform, and if they yeah. they pick the traffic source, right, and they map it out and they commit, like, this is what's possible. What beyond that? What has been the best part? Like implementing the stuff and seeing the changes that what you're teaching has made to my business is a huge, huge positive factor for me. Um, Like one of the things, what were you showing me? Uh, What was in there? There was, I've gone back in so many times recently, you keep giving me links back in to have a look at all the things. It's like like a little university in there where I can go if I want to know how to do my um, strategies or my SOPs or all those kind of things. Um, I just go back in and have a look at those things. Um, the kind of marketing plans. I can't remember. There's a what's the name of the not the ninety day the the marketing. Oh, what is it? 
like a sales page or something anyway. like a sales page or something oh my god I, I uh, you mean the kingdom tower planning system there is that yes i had my three columns on my computer when i was going through on that um but yeah no i mean there's a lot to take away from it i enjoyed i enjoyed it all and i love kind of just putting it into the business and seeing you change everything what about things like outside of your outside of your business how has life changed there um i've had to adapt um obviously my family with the amount of hours that I work has has been a problem um, over time. Now, I used to volunteer at a coffee shop we run, but I don't do that anymore. I organise the team of volunteers and they can do it, but I don't do that anymore. So I had to stop doing that. Um, you know, I have reduced the hours that I work at the weekends. I've been able to do that over the last kind of three or four months. Um, and actually, I've reduced the time I work during the week at night time. So on a Wednesday, for example, I work till six, so I come home and that's when I read or write my own book on my own leisure um, because I'm too tired to sit down and think about business things. So I've blocked that out of my diary so that nobody can jump in and arrange a meeting or a call. Um, and that's my time with family and the husband, um, mm. you know, during the weekend, then at the week, Friday night is my own as well. I don't do anything on a Friday. Um, but you know, it, it's difficult. It's difficult to um, to be able to convince them that you are make, having a good business and you need the time to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not just for fun. I'm not sitting in here on my own for fun. I'm sitting here because you know I'm doing something I love doing. Um, so that was hard. My husband isn't necessarily um, supportive in that role. He doesn't really understand. I try and explain, but then I get annoyed that he doesn't understand. So. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it was hard to kind of start taking the time instead of doing other things around the house. Yeah, I mean, this is all like boundaries, right? But I think that when we start these things, right, it, I think there's a wider conversation here is that when you're stressed and your health is suffering yeah. and, you know, your doctor's telling you, you know, your your health is just at rock bottom and your kids are not seeing you and you haven't had sex with your husband in about a year because you're like busy building a business not necessarily that that's your specific <laughs> situation I mean in general FYI I know your husband is lovely and you guys have a great relationship but I think as a general yeah. you know statement what are our husband's partner's other halves kids supposed to think like are they supposed to think oh your mommy's building the best thing ever because she looks like she's having fun or are they looking at mommy thinking, oh my fucking God, I don't want to be like her when I grow up because she's stressed and has bad boundaries and is like not doing the thing that she's supposed to do. And I think that's an interesting thing too, specifically with your progress, where I think you've become so much better at setting those boundaries and yeah. so much better at like, like I remember having the conversation with you in August bearing in mind we didn't really speak in August at all and you were like I'm on a beach and I'm reading a book and this is amazing and like I'm not doing any work and we're still making sales and we've made you know whatever it was we made this this week was our biggest week in the last three months yeah no it like ugh, I suppose I look at it and like I I want them to think that 
you, you work for what you want in life and that I'm not afraid of hard work. I've never been afraid of hard work. And their dad's not afraid of hard work. And I want to instill that in them that, you know, if you want something enough, go out and do it and get it because you're the only person stopping you from doing that. Hmm. So I may be on the other side of 50, but it doesn't matter. You're not, you're never too young to start doing something you love doing. Yeah, and I think there's like, there is the conversation around healthy hustle because I think like, I love working. I'm very upfront about this. Yeah. I am not gonna, ever going to be the person who you go to. Like I'll t- teach you how to build a four hour a week business. Sure. But like, I love doing what I do. Like yeah. that like whole conversation of us looking under the hood of your business and like doing yeah. the finances and then mapping the customer journey and looking at like yeah. recurring, whatever, cart value, like that thing, like it literally lights my soul on fire. So I think- all of my clients are very much the same where they love what they do. They love their customers. They love, they want to impact the world. And I think that's a thread, right? But also like, how can we put more healthy hustle in place where like you are now able to take, like when was the last time you really did take a week off and didn't work? Well, I took some time off in July, Mm. but I did have to do payroll, obviously. Um, and I may have done like half an hour every morning, but that was it. That was the least I've ever done when I've been away on holiday. Isn't uh, that amazing? But I don't think I've ever gone away and not done anything. That's a new goal for <laughs> next year. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was able to do it because Jasmine and my assistant was doing what she needed to do. So that was great, being able to hand off a lot of it when I was on holiday. And what do you think was the biggest um, shift or difference, like having someone on board? What made you be able to hand off basically your whole business to your assistant and not um, have a heart attack? Because, you see, it was taking up so much of my time. In And this goes back to the consistency that sometimes I wouldn't be as consistent because there was everything else I needed doing. Um, and I know we talked about getting an assistant and I was like, do I need one? I do, yeah, but... Can I really get one? And, you know, the girl who came, I've known her. She promotes some of my books and stuff like that. And she is looking to build her own business, um, doing secretary work for others. And so I said, okay, well, I'll show you. What I want is not just book promo. I want to be able to um, teach you about business stuff as well and how to promote businesses. So... You know, she she's great at learning and I do my SOPs now, which I didn't do. They're fantastic. Um, and I have little videos showing how to do everything, which you told me to do. And she loves it because she said, and I said, oh, well, we have a meeting and talk about this. No, just do me a video. It's fine. And, you know, I say everything I need in the video and she knows how to do it. So once I realized that she understood that and she could do that, I was like, OK, what else can I give her? So over the time that I've had her and I've only had her for a few months, I've just started to give her more and more things to do. And she's very, very happy to take on more and learn new programs and new systems and things. So it's definitely been a godsend to me. I love it. I mean, how how does your business expand then when you have that team or when you have those processes and, and a marketing system? Like what becomes possible? What becomes possible? Well, we can have a, <clears throat> a larger amount of concept writers, um, you know, coaching maybe we hire people to do coaching for for the authors you know there's there's long-term goals I suppose and plans in my head not written down a paper 
not voiced before. Um, you know, there's just so much that can be done with what I do. You know, it's not just about concepts. I tell people it's concepts, but it's it's more than that. It's all about the author experience and how we can help other authors to write their books and get them out there. And do you think do you think you'll fold up shop now? No, definitely not. Love it. I lo- if if I could walk out the pharmacy, I would. Love it. Yeah. And isn't that a huge shift from? the beginning where you were like there's just no way a i love my job be like this is not possible blah 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 to oh, huge now a year later being like you know what this is the next step yeah i remember you asking me what was your goal for each month and i saw three you're like five and i'm like no maybe three because i don't think i'll ever get to five do you know and i remember having a woo moment when we went past <laughs> five and i was like amazing oh my god you know it was it was fantastic but um no I don't think I will here's a question and I know we sort of want to wrap this up in a bit but I think it's an important one what do you think made the biggest difference in get going from like three to five to ten and obviously beyond that too um it was hiring new people definitely um that meant like I was I wasn't against it, but I was like really, really scared because I thought I'm going to bring these people in and nobody, there's going to be nobody in the group to um, to buy their stuff and then they're going to leave. And my brain works like that anyway. I have all the bad scenarios coming into my head whenever something happens. And um, when you said it to me, I was like, oh, okay, so I took on a couple. Okay, and then the numbers go up and I go, I take on another couple. And that was... The big thing that's taken on the, the the staff made a big difference. Okay, if you had if you could give people the people the people of the internet one piece of advice that if they implement this piece of advice, their business and life would change. What would that piece of advice be? If it's something that you truly believe in, don't give up you'll get them. Oh, I got goosebumps. Love it. Yeah, it's true. If you could change one thing about your business, right, or change one thing about the way that you approached it before jumping into the accelerator, what would that one change have been, having gone through everything you've gone through now? I didn't take the time to break down what my business was, what my goals were and how to get there. Like, because I was so inside it doing the work, I didn't get to see how I was going to make it any better. Um, And one of the phrases that you gave me, which I use all the time, is you need to take the time to work on your business, not in your business. And that's what I do. And I, in my head, I'm like, okay, now for this time block, I am working on my business. Um, Because it's very difficult sometimes when you're a service provider to get out of that, to turn it around a little bit. Um, So yeah, for me, I think I should have taken the time to say, okay, this is where I'm at. 
this is where I want to go, how am I going to do it? Because I didn't do that. And, you know, that's all to do with your your um, magic kingdom building and all of that, you know. <laughs> magic kingdom. Made me look at actually what do you want? What do you want to do with your business? You know, are you just going to do concepts and that's it? Or what else is there that, you know, you could be looking at doing, not now, in the future? Um, and I hadn't taken the time to do that. And I think that is one of the things that made me realize that what I had was a proper business. Because for once it was, because I knew where I was going and trying to work out how to get there. And I hadn't done that before I did the, the accelerator. I love it. And this is a final final question that is specifically for you, okay? Chrissy is a hoarder of apps, systems. I have never met anyone who has tested so much tech as Chrissy in, in, in her life. So Chrissy, is there an app or a tool that you are absolutely loving that you think my audience would benefit from that has, I don't know, tickled you in the last few months? Yeah, um, there is. Um, for me, it has to be Sunsama. Okay. Um, Sunsama is, it's an app where you put down um, your, it's like a to-do list, but you put it in, you allocate it to a different part of your business. So I have one with Elisa, I have, you know, Plot Bunnies, I have my writing, my authors, different parts of the business. And you you, you put it in, but you can schedule it onto your diary. So it's like you can time block and drag it across, put it onto your calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you can see what you've done. You tick them off. You can visibly see what you've done. You can see um, what you didn't do the next morning. You can move them to the next day if you don't think you're going to get it done and it's really helped me to focus on what I need to do each day love it thank you so much is there anything else you want to talk about no I don't think so I think I'm all talked out now love it okay well thank you so much for joining us on this very special edition it's been a pleasure interviewing you Chrissy and I will link your details down below in the show notes so you can go and find Chrissy's group and you can find her on all of the interwebs across the internet uh, but for now I will see you next week bye thank you so much. bye Are you stuck in a loop of cookie cutter content feeling like you can't find your voice or the confidence to show up authentically? Good news, Magnetic Mavens is here to help you be unforgettable. Our membership will get you to break free from the monotony of copycat content and find your unique power story. In this membership, you'll create a consistent writing habit to stay ahead of your content creation and take back control of your plan without any of the overwhelm. It's time to leave the bland and boring content behind and own your message with integrity and fun. Join the Magnetic Mavens today. Head to alisa-k.com forward slash magnetic to register right now.